0: Today on The Matt Walsh Show, the media calls the race for Joe Biden. With uh, counts still ongoing and the winner not actually determined, Biden delivered a victory speech where he called for, quote-unquote, unity. The Democrats want to be pals again now that they think they've won. And I'll explain why their gestures of friendship are pretty meaningless. Also, five headlines, including the death of an icon uh, and a very a very coincidental COVID miracle that's happening that we have to talk about as well. Plus, our daily cancellation and much more. But we start here with the events of Saturday, You know, with, with the count still ongoing, as I said, and a recount in Georgia not even started, legal challenges still being mounted. In other words, when the matter of who actually won the election was still very much up in the air, the media decided that it had seen enough and declared Joe Biden the winner. Now, as to this decision, I will maintain my radical stance that we can never know who won any election until all legal votes have been counted and accusations of improprieties have been investigated and litigated. Um, that hasn't happened yet in this case. So we remain in limbo whether the media chooses to acknowledge it or not. But none of that stopped Joe Biden from taking to the stage, delivering his victory speech, a speech that I thought was breathtaking in its dishonesty, phoniness, arrogance. Granted that dishonesty, phoniness, arrogance, this is the general tenor of almost any political victory speech or political speech of any other, any other kind. But this one managed to raise the bar by several notches, I think. Let's listen to uh, some of the speech. I'm sorry to do this to you, but uh, I must. So let's
1: let's listen. Tonight, we're seeing all over this nation, all cities in all parts of the country, indeed across the world, an outpouring of joy, of hope, renewed faith, in tomorrow bring a better day.
0: Okay, let's stop it there for just a moment. Uh, yes, about that. About that outpouring of joy in cities across the country. It was an outpouring of something, certainly. Joy is one word for it. Not the word I would use, but one word. Here's footage of one such outpouring. This is in D.C. Thousands of people all crammed together. I'm told there was a lot of dancing in the street. They were so happy. They were dancing. Good for them. I guess if you're a business owner in one of these cities, you'd rather have them drinking in celebration from the wine bottles than lighting them on fire and throwing them through your window. So that's an improvement. But of course, the question does arise as you look at these images, Did Joe Biden defeat COVID that quickly? I knew it'd be quick. I mean, he did promise to shut down the virus. I just didn't think it'd take him him 30 minutes to do it. That's pretty impressive. Or is this yet another example of the coronavirus being politically enlightened? You know, we already knew that it will spare you if you're a BLM activist or a mourner at a funeral for a prominent Democrat. Will also pass over you like the angel of death in Egypt if you're expressing joy about Donald Trump allegedly being voted out of office? Is this you know, the coronavirus being politically enlightened, or even just kind of chill. Maybe it's going, hey, they, you know, they're having a good time. I'm, I'm not going to go getting them all sick and stuff, bro. Let's let's not ruin the party, okay? Now, I, I can make a joke about it, but it's actually not funny. Especially if your child has been going to school on his computer for a year, not getting a real education, or your grandfather had to die alone with no visitors, or your business was destroyed. All of that had to happen, they told us, to keep us safe, but these clowns can have their party in the middle of the street. Oh, and remember, a lot of these people are the same ones who are too afraid to go to the polls to vote. They were too afraid to participate in the election in person, but not too afraid to celebrate the ostensible result of the election in person. Right, it's a farce, it's a travesty. Speaking of farces, back to uh, Joe's speech.
1: I pledge to be a president who seeks not to divide, but unify who doesn't see red states and blue states, only sees the United States. And work with all my heart, with the confidence of the whole people to win the confidence of all of you. And for that is what America, I believe, is about. It's about people. And that's what our administration will be all about. I sought this office restore the soul of America, to rebuild the backbone of this nation, the middle class, and to make America respected around the world again, and to unite us here at home.
0: Now, parts of that were indecipherable, uh, par for the course, of course. He's a deme- dementia patient, and it was past sundown. But from, from what I could gather, Biden wants to unite us, heal us, bring us together, and quote, restore our soul. I'm not sure how a soul is restored, much less how a president can do it. Is it something that you do through executive order, legislation, the Soul Restoration Act of 2021? Is that what's coming? But well, let's not get bogged down on the details, I guess. The point simply is that we didn't have souls before, and now we do because a 78 year old career politician says he's our new president. You know, there's this long standing theological debate, very interesting, about ensoulment. Um, when does the soul enter the human body? Is it at conception, some other point? Well, it turns out it's not conception, it's election. The election of Joe Biden. That's how we all get souls. Good to have that sorted out finally. Now, Joe believes he's onto something with this shtick. He's been tweeting like a fortune cookie for the past 48 hours, declaring that we're now united, strengthened, healed. We have full hearts and steady hands, he said. We are running arm in arm through fields of daffodils, Rainbows stretched across the sky, unicorns fly overhead. All is right in the world now because Uncle Joe is here to sniff our hair and tell us it's okay. The media has dutifully latched onto this theme as well. Um, A Time to Heal announces the Time magazine cover. And the vaguely sentient bag of farts, uh, New York Mayor Bill de Blasio, also came out to celebrate our liberation by Joe Biden and uh, our opportunity to heal. Here's what he had to say.
1: It's liberation. It's just joyous. People have felt this weight and a sense of we're divided and we we shouldn't be that way. And now there's a feeling that anything's possible, that we can heal again, that we can move forward. And and look, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris did something amazing. This is turning out to be a huge victory all over the country, but it's also the beginning of the healing. That's what we need in this country, this city everywhere.
0: You know, it's an odd thing, this healing, this unity, this liberation. Even as Biden lays his healing hands upon us and keeps them there for an uncomfortably long time, other Democrats like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez are busy compiling enemies lists of people who supported Trump. Something called the Trump Accountability Project has been formed for the purpose of blacklisting anyone who committed the crime of wrongthink over the past four years. It appears that before we can hold hands and, and, and amid the flowers and sing our songs of joy, a few, say 70 million or so heretics, must be burned at the stake. Joe forgot to mention that part. The healing will commence only after his enemies have been brought before him and slain. But I suppose that doesn't sound quite as inspiring in a speech. And that's all this unity and healing stuff really is. It's fodder for speeches. And these are speeches given by a man who belongs to the ideological and political club which has for the past several years insisted that all of their opponents are bigots, racist or worse and not worthy of acceptance in polite society. Anyone who threatens their agenda or defies their wishes can be slandered, smeared, ripped to shreds, labeled a gang rapist even if that's what it takes, and he will deserve it because he is in fact worse than a gang rapist. He is in he's an inconvenience to them. In recent months, they've uh, taken this Machiavellian gospel to the streets, burning and looting making victims of their fellow Americans, none of whom did anything in particular to incur their wrath. These are people who will tell you that if you belong to a certain race, white, and sex, male, you are fundamentally and irretrievably broken. You are racist by your very nature, probably sexist too. And they've told us we can't come together under the flag or as Americans because America is systemically racist, a global disgrace. Its heroes are all monsters whose monuments must be defiled and destroyed. But now a man steps out from among this group of marauders and bullies and arsonists and thieves and smear merchants and bids us to unite. Unite around what? For what? What commonality? What shared sense of purpose? What universal goal or value is supposed to bind us together right now, Joe? I wouldn't know how to unite with Joe Biden and his ilk, even if I wanted to, which frankly I don't. Mainly because I know the answer to my own questions. We are meant to unite in submission to the Democrat party and its doctrines. We are meant to come together around the Democrats and their hollow vessel of a leader to say congratulations and hooray and we agree. And about four or five other approved sentiments This is the unity for which Joe Biden pleads. I have won, so now we can be friends as long as you follow the orders, he he says to us with a magnanimous smile. Well, call me ungrateful. But I don't find this pitch very appealing, nor believable. Uh, I don't like division, but I'll take it over a false and empty unity around a false and empty man. Let's get now to our five headlines. Did you know a baby's heartbeat uh, begins at just three weeks? At five weeks, you can hear it on an ultrasound. By six weeks, the baby's eyes are forming. By 10 weeks, the baby is able to move his or her hands. I'm telling you this because when a mother who is considering abortion is introduced to her child via ultrasound, when she hears the heartbeat for the first time, she's twice as likely to choose life. And that's how Preborn rescued 200 babies every day. They provide mothers with free ultrasounds so that they can meet the life that is growing inside them. Preborn needs our help to save these precious souls. For just 28 bucks, you can sponsor an ultrasound and save a life. And if you become a monthly sponsor, you'll receive stories and ultrasound pictures that, uh, of the lives that you help save. All gifts are tax deductible, and 100% of your donation goes towards saving babies. To donate, dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250, baby go to preborn.com slash Walsh. That's preborn.com slash Walsh. All right. So uh, as you can see, by the way, in the, in the new digs here, the, uh, this is the studio. So come up in the world from, from the car to, to here. And the great thing is uh, they did a great job putting the studio together. And uh, the, other, the other great thing is if you're watching on, on YouTube or dailywire.com, uh, maybe you can see I have these prop photographs here. And they've actually given me, I don't know if you can see it on camera, but they've given me a, a family this is not. I don't know who these people are, but uh, I've been assigned a family as well here in Nashville. This is a a man and woman on a tandem bike with a picnic basket, biking through a field. That's not me. I'm not. I'm not much for tandem bikes. Not that. Nor am I a picnic guy. But um, anyway, that's my new Nashville family. So that's great. Um, and uh, excited to be here in Nashville. Let's let's start here with with news that's actually very sad. Number one, Alex Trebek. Uh, maybe you heard yesterday has died. He was 80 years old diagnosed several months ago with cancer. Um, you know. I have to tell you, celebrity deaths very rarely affect me on an emotional level, but this one does because Alex Trebek was a legend. He was an icon, just sort of this grandfather-like figure who you see on TV every night. Uh, in, in a lot of ways, he was kind of like Mr. Rogers, I think, a Mr. Rogers for adults. And I, I, I mean that as the utmost compliment because Mr. Rogers was great too. Trebek was... Um, Similar as as well in the fact that he was a universally beloved public figure. One of the very last on earth. So now I'm thinking to myself, how many universally beloved people do we have left in America? And I know that Alex Trebek was technically Canadian, right? So, But I'm, I'm claiming him for America for these purposes. We have certainly adopted him into our family. Uh, so w- with, with him passed away, how, who's left? I'm talking about people who... No matter what side of the political aisle you're on, everybody likes you. Uh, re- world, you know, universally renowned. Nobody thinks you're problematic, because in order to achieve that now, and we, we may be entering a, a point in American culture, I'm certain. I'm certain we are at this point, where nobody can be that way anymore. But a few people got grandfathered in because they, they'd um, just always been, you know, one of the universally beloved people. Regis Philbin, you know, we we lost him too. Uh, now, so who's left now that we've lost Alex Trebek? Betty White, I guess, is 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 one. Keanu Reeves, he's younger. We'll have him for a while. I'm not sure. Just to show you, just to make the point of uh, how beloved this man was, Trebek had, and I, I learned this through reading uh, one of the obituaries for Alex Trebek. I think this was on CNN. Of course, of course, on CNN because they had to mention this. Alex Trebek apparently had one public controversy his entire career. This guy was, you know, in, 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 on, on camera like every day for 40 years or something. And he had one public controversy that they did mention in the CNN obituary because, of course, they did. And the controversy, I didn't even hear about this when it happened. It happened recently. The controversy is that in the year 2018, he moderated a, a Pennsylvania governor's race debate, gubernatorial debate. And uh, the controversy was, that apparently Trebek was cracking jokes the whole time and quizzing the candidates as if they were on Jeopardy. I watched one of the clips. He was quizzing them about their knowledge of, uh, of Philadelphia Eagles trivia. So, and that was a controversy. Some people were upset about that. I, that makes me love him even more. That's awesome. He's won public controversy and it's great. I'll have to dig that up and watch that uh, debate for old time's sake. All right, number two, Fox News reports, one of Joe Biden's first priorities as president-elect will be implementing mask mandates nationwide by working with governors. The future 46th president, uh, allegedly, however, says if they refuse, then he will go to mayors and county executives and get local masking requirements in place. Let let, let me just say, this is, if they go this route with with a national mask mandate, which of course, he has no authority whatsoever to do that. What, where does the president derive the authority to tell 330 million people across the country that they have to wear a certain thing on their face? He, he, he does He derives it from his own imagination, his own increasingly confused and deluded imagination. That's where he gets it. So yes, if, if this is what he tries to do, and I'm sure it will be, he has no authority to do it. And this will be, I'm sure, if, if we do have a Joe Biden administration— this will be one of many absurd and illegal orders from that administration that I will be simply ignoring. And that's, that's the right thing to do. When the president tells you, this is what you have to wear on your face every time you leave your house, the appropriate response is to laugh in his face and just ignore it. Okay, what, do you, what are you going to do? Are you going to send the National Guard into every, uh, what, I mean, what, you're to send the military across the country making sure people are wearing masks? Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead and enforce that one. In, in general, I mean, even if it's not the president telling you to do it, whoever's doing it, if they're telling you to wear a mask when you leave your house, if you're outside even, that's something to just simply totally ignore. Number three, um, this is real, okay? Not a hint of irony. Washington Post reports, this is the headline, for Biden fans, one unifying standard, old glory, like I was talking about, what are we uniting around? I mean, he's talking about unity. So what is what's the, what is the unifying standard? Well, the Washington Post says old glory, the American flag. That's 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 the unifying standard. Um, and here's here's the what they say. They say if there was one enduring listen, I can barely even read this. If there was one enduring symbol of Joe Biden's nationwide election night party Saturday night, it was the American flag. In the Riverfront District of Wilmington, near the parking lot from which Biden delivered a speech to the nation. Flags flew everywhere. There was a big flag, a massive old glory, heist, hoisted between two cranes, invisible from the interstate. It flew for a week as the ballot count agonizingly continued. Um, and uh, okay, I'm not even going to read this entire thing. The point is, in this in this article, they're claiming that um, now the Democrats are bringing the American flag back. They're bringing it back as a symbol. Right? The the because. I don't need to explain why that's completely ridiculous. These are the people who've been telling us that we should not be saluting or standing for the flag. They've been, they've been protesting the flag for the last four years and longer than that. And now they're telling us that, oh, actually, no, we're, the American flag is our symbol. That's, we're bringing it back. We're going to make it trendy again. And, and here commences the process by the media to pretend that so much of what happened over the last four years didn't happen. We're going to watch so many things getting memory hold, and one of them is the flag stump. Because now, if we have a Democrat president, now you're allowed to respect the flag again. Now we can celebrate. Now we can all stand teary-eyed before the flag, stand for the national anthem, because there's a Democrat in office. Now it's okay. And it's, of course, of course, that's how the left sees it because they don't they don't recognize. Um, it, it, they don't see any deeper or greater significance to the country other than the government you know the government is the ultimate reality and so that's what the flag stands for this is what they've never understood the flag doesn't stand for the government it's it 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 stands for the the deeper things that America is supposed to symbolize things like freedom self-sacrifice Liberty that's what the flag is really does stand for. It. They don't see it that way. They think that it's all about the government. And so as long as the government is being controlled by the right people, quote unquote, then we can respect the flag. That's how they see it. Um, number four, this is from uh, who's this? Yahoo News it says Jill Biden, Jill Biden, the uh, the, the supposed first lady to be, a chance to transform the role of first lady. And there have been there have been many articles about this in the last couple of days. This on Yahoo News about how Jill Biden is going to Jill Biden is going to transform the role of the first lady, and it's going to be a whole new thing. With the, I, I, I just I, I just wanted to say this, just a, just an idea. Here, here's my idea for the role of the first lady. Um, no role at all. That's that's the role of the first lady that I would like to see. I, I would love if we get if we get to the point where we don't need to give the first lady. These, these little projects to do, where we pretend that she plays a significant role in government. Uh, this, whoever it is, the spouse of the president has, has no power, no relevance to the government whatsoever. So if we can get to the point where we stop doing that with the First Lady, I think that would be great. That, that's the transformational First Lady role I would like to see, where the First Lady just doesn't do anything because she wasn't elected. Um, Okay, number five, finally from the AP, a miracle has occurred. Um, A miracle and a great coincidence. I'm sure, just a coincidence. Uh, It says Pfizer said Monday that an early peek at the data on its coronavirus vaccine suggests uh, the shots may be a robust 90% effective at preventing COVID-19, putting the company on track to apply later this month for emergency use approval from the FDA. The announcement less than a week after the presidential election that was seen as a referendum on President Donald Trump... um, comes and so on and so forth. Pharmaceutical companies of various countries are in a global race to develop a vaccine vaccine against the virus. Dr. Bill Gruber, Pfizer's senior vice president of clinical development, told the Associated Press, we're in a position potentially to be able to offer some hope. We are very encouraged. Yeah, this is a miracle that um, Joe Biden announces his victory on Saturday. And on Monday, we hear news of a 90% effective vaccine. I mean, you have to have the IQ of, of like a clump of sand to think that this is not a coordinated thing. The, the, the idea that it's, a, that it's a coincidence, that now we're hearing about this vaccine right when the election concludes, immediately after Joe Biden gets up and says, I'm the winner, now we hear about the vaccine. No, I'm sorry. The, the, the timing of this is clearly politically um, it's clearly political, you know, and now the the, the thing is, of course, I, wh- whoever the president is, I personally am, I don't care who the president, Republican or Democrat, I personally am not going to give the president, any president credit for a vaccine because the president isn't in the, isn't in the lab with a lab coat doing the tr- clinical trials and coming up with a vaccine, right? Um, so that's, I, I, I wouldn't give a, I wouldn't give a lot of credit to any politicians for that. That goes to the people who actually made the vaccine, who are not politicians. But even so, you know, if, if it had been announced... I mean, imagine this. Imagine if two days before the election, this announcement had been made. Whether you give Trump credit for it or not, it's, a, it's positive. It gives you hope. In fact, that's what, that's what uh, Dr. Bill Gruber says. We're in a position to offer some hope. We can be very encouraged. And if people are hopeful and they're encouraged and they're going to vote on election day, they're more likely to vote for the incumbent. Everybody knows that. But of course, the media can't allow that to happen. You don't want people to be encouraged and hopeful. So they wait until a week after the election to make this announcement. It's completely transparent and uh, also infuriating. All right, we're going to get to our um, daily cancellation in just a second. But, you know, with this election going on and that we've been talking about, it's... it's, uh, we try to keep you in the loop every step of the way, and it's been, it's been a hell of a week for everybody, and it's still too too soon to tell who who will win exactly. So you can join Daily Wire right now, get 25% off with code election, so you can keep up with us on and, and all the unfolding qu- twists. Um, but I, not only that, we have big plans for these next four years, regardless of who the president turns out to be. We're in Nashville now, and we got a lot of things we're going to do. I'm happy to announce that Candace Owens, New York Times bestselling author and founder of the... Uh, Blexit Foundation will be launching a brand new show with us early next year in Nashville. Very excited about that. Candace Owens is great. And uh, as well, she'll be writing content for us over at DailyWire.com. We'll also be launching an entertainment channel, an investigative journalism team, building partnerships like, uh, with like-minded content creators like PragerU, whose entire show library is available right now on DailyWire.com for uh, members, or, or will be by the end of the year if you become a member. Again, that's 25% off your DailyWire membership with code ELECTION when you sign up today There's a lot of stuff you can get right now, a lot of really exciting things going to happen in the future. And if 2020's taught us one thing, it's that anything can happen. So you want to become a member today. Now let's get to our daily cancellation. Well, today we are entering a daily cancellation time warp so that we can go back in time and cancel every leftist who spent the last four years in paralyzing despair and fear and heartache because they didn't like the president of course, they've already been canceled automatically many times over on the grounds of being generally lame and annoying. But now, now I especially have to cancel them after potentially, if the media declared results stand, potentially, that means that I and we conservatives are experiencing the shoe on the other foot. If Biden becomes president, then we will have lost, and now we will have a president that we don't like. And the left expects that we'll be weeping in the street the same way they were. In fact, I've heard this over and over again in the last few days, the taunts of, How do you like this dose of your own medicine, huh? I bet you're crying yourself to sleep at night, screaming into your pillow just like I was, aren't you? I bet your teddy bear is getting soaked in tears too, you loser. Doesn't feel too good, does it? Democratic shill Tory on Twitter was uh, doing a lot of this. He said, this this is what he said, and this is part of the unity and healing we're hearing about. This is what it sounds like from him. He says, if you're a Trumper, I hope the pain and anxiety you feel now is excruciating. You voted against America and for a cult leader, Who has no redeeming or admirable qualities. He's a Cretan who cares nothing about this country, and you don't either. You deserve all the pain and more. Very unifying. But see, I don't feel pain right now at all, really. In fact, I I feel fine. When I found out that Biden had been declared by the media to be the winner of the election, I was at the Nashville Zoo. Great zoo, by the way. Uh, On a different day, I might have to cancel, though, all big cat exhibits at, at all zoos because nobody's ever gone to the tiger or jaguar or cheetah exhibit at any, at any zoo and actually seen one. So I'm not sure what the, what the function is. They're always like up over there, way off in the farthest reaches of their enclosure, hiding behind a tree or something. Really tacky way to, 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 to treat your guests, I think. At least that's what my wife tells me anytime she has a friend over. And I stay upstairs the whole time because I don't like it when strange people are in my territory. I'm very cat-like myself in that respect. Anyway, um, that isn't the point. The point is, We were, uh, the alert popped up on on my wife's phone. We were at the zoo, telling us Biden had, quote, won. And she told me about it. And do you know how I responded? This is how I responded. I collapsed to the ground, sobbed uncontrollably. Then I started throwing rocks at the lemurs just to let off some steam. I looted a bunch of plastic animal toys from the gift shop, burned down the dip and dot stand. You know, normal stuff. No, actually, that's not what happened. In reality, she told me the news. And my first response was, okay, so let's go look at the giraffes. And we did go look at the giraffes. And then we left the zoo. We stopped somewhere for lunch. Later that day, I went to Bass Pro Shops. I did weep there, but it was out of joy. I was overwhelmed by the sheer beauty and majesty of the place. My point here is that, is that I continued living my life. I continued to function in society. I continued to have a great many concerns and priorities that come before politics. And that seems to be how most people on the right have reacted. Yeah, there's anger. Sure. Yeah, we we want to investigate any potential irregularities or or cases of of fraud. And yes, if Biden is our next president, we will fight his agenda tooth and nail. Yes, we take this seriously. Yes, it matters. And we know it. But we're not whining that we're in pain. We're not falling to our knees in the street, screaming at the sky. We're not telling any anecdotes about our allegedly heartbroken toddlers and how they're reacting to the news. We're not claiming to be traumatized. We're not becoming hysterical, most of us, because we're grown-ups And we have kids and jobs. I don't really have a job, but a lot of other people do. And we have other responsibilities. And we have neither the interest nor the time to be curled up in the fetal position for the next four years, mumbling that the bad, scary president man hurt us. So if these results do stand as cult, I guess I'm supposed to say, uh, that I see where the left is coming from with how they reacted to their to their loss four years ago. But truthfully, I see even less where they're coming from. I relate to them even less than I did before. I find their behavior even less defensible. And as, I, as far as how I feel about the possible Biden administration, I say, bring it. If that's the way the votes go, I'm ready to fight the agenda of Oatmeal Brain and his Marxist handlers. I'm ready to have it out. In the meantime, I've got kids to take care of. I've got chores to do, fish to catch, a life to lead. And so all of those people who put their lives on hold to obsess over Trump are canceled. And that's going to do it for today. Thanks for watching, everybody. Thanks for listening. Godspeed. And our audio is mixed by Robin Fenderson. The Matt Wall Show is a Daily Wire production. Copyright Daily Wire 2020.
1: Hey everyone, it's Andrew Claven, host of The Andrew Clavin Show. Joe Biden says he's going to heal our wounds. The left says they're going to take our names and get revenge. Donald Trump says not so fast, clowns. This ain't over yet. We'll talk about it all on The Andrew Claven Show.